All right, we are live. Welcome to your power call. Today is Wednesday, July 5th, and today, this morning, we're going to be tuning in and listening to Mother Tynetta Muhammad, wife of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. She's going to be uh, speaking on the supreme wisdom. If you are new to the power call this morning, uh, thank the guest or the uh, power call member who invited you on. Um, Take notes. Okay, because at the end of the power call, how the power call goes every morning, we listen to a lecture or we read an article. And at the end, we want to hear from you. Uh, There's always something that God puts on your heart. There's something that stands out for you. And when you tell your story about what stood out for you, when you tell your story about, man, I needed that part right there. You never know somebody who may have missed it, somebody who had to step away, somebody who had to take a phone call, somebody who came on late. They say, man, I thank you for sharing that. So always take notes, family, uh, of what's standing out in these lectures every morning and be willing to share something that stood out for you because your story and your testimony may just be may be just as impactful as the word we're listening to because we know the power of testimonies. Okay, so we're going to get right to it. We're not going to waste any time this morning because we want to watch as much of the lecture as we can this will also be a series uh because the lecture is pretty long so this will be a a series we'll be watching as well okay let's get right to it all right boom here we go Thank you. The greetings of peace to everyone who is in attendance today at Mas Miriam. Assalamu alaikum. And please know that I am so humbly grateful to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan for taking the time in his busy, busy schedule to read over uh, a paper that I presented to him uh, for his approval, and that is the reason that I am here today. I thank Almighty God Allah for coming in the person of Master Farrad Muhammad, the great Mahdi, the finder of the lost and found members of an ancient nation of Islam, members of the ancient tribe, of Shabbat's. We thank him for searching among us to find one to represent him in his mind, his spirit, and his lineage to be able to represent that body of wisdom and knowledge that we call the supreme wisdom. And that one, of course, is the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, who is now in the exalted position with his Lord as the exalted Christ. We also thank him and thank him over and over again that we were given an extension of time in order to come back to the straight path of this great teaching. And that, of course, is the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Sisters, 
brothers. Uh, at this hour, it's a little new experience for us, but I think it's good to have a morning session. Our minds are a little more bright, you know, and we're able to enjoy each other's company. I only have a few words, and I was thinking over my presentation all the time since the Honorable Minister gave me this opportunity to begin this process. And basically, generally, so that you will have a knowledge of where I'm coming from, and especially because we have visitors for the first time, and you're hearing words that you've probably never heard before. And I want to take my time in laying a base for what I hope will be another opportunity to go into more details. Everything in nature, everything that has been created was created by a motion of movement that we call time. And the measurement of that motion or that movement bears its context to everything that has been formed since the beginning of time. So the subject I chose to introduce this subject is journey, a journey into the mind of God. Now that may seem like very difficult and complex, but when we put all of the actual facts together, we can prove that God came to us out of the beginning of that movement or motion with an exact and precise movement in time to be able to make himself known at this particular end of our journey. What is the most precious commodity that we have? That's a question. My answer to that is thought. Hmm? Can you find another precious commodity more important than thought? It is what binds us to the nature of the laws out of which we are created. But what is it to examine the thought or the thinking of God? The Honorable Elijah Muhammad wrote, and our Savior has arrived, and I think that this is a good place to begin. On page 122 through page 123, he says that the coming of Master Farad Muhammad comes to make all things new. All right? And he said that this is like the creation of us in the beginning. The God who created us had no material to use to begin a creation. He had only himself. Therefore, out of darkness and the thoughtless and invisible, he brought out the visible vision and thought and idea. Now we come to the next part of that. He made a brain which had the power to cover the sphere of our thinking and to produce from that thought what image or vision that the brain cells could conceive. 
Now I'm going to ask you another question. Do we have that same potential? All right. So then we are related to God in the area of our ability to think and to use our thoughts to materialize our vision. Is that true? Okay. Now, these things at that time, at that time, we're talking about the beginning, when the first motion was made, this was all new. There was no plan or universe except his. This is our father, the black man, the maker. The wisdom, idea, and way of thinking of Master Farad Muhammad, to whom praises are due forever, is superior to any way of believing today. Now, is this saying that Master Farad Muhammad is the originator of the universe that we're in? Or does it say that he has a superior way of believing today? Which means that his thought was so powerful in his thinking of God and going into the mind and the thinking of the first God that he broke through the veil of darkness in the beginning of space and he now has the idea and the thought of recreating, listen carefully, an entire new universe, an entire new world. And you and I have the same potential to be able to materialize and bring into existence something altogether new. So we are the people who were given this first revelation, startling revelation of God's presence in man and in woman and in you. It is hard for us to believe that God would choose such a people who had deviated so much that we are called in the scriptures the rebellious children of Israel. Not the Jewish nation that we are familiar with, but we are like a parallel to what we see or read in the scriptures about the rebellious house of Israel. So in my presentation, I want to, you to follow my mind and my thinking until your mind and your thinking will go into the mind and the thinking of God himself. Is that sound a little complicated? All right. How does he do this? He goes to the root, root of all things, as our original father did in the beginning, when he built the universe out of nothing. He is as one sitting, listen to this, out in space, with no material of space to make something altogether new. He goes after the root in making this new world of people. How does he do it? He makes a new mind for us and a new way of thinking. He teaches us a different education, one that we have never had before. 
So we can throw out, in a way, the old textbooks <laughs> that have been trying to understand the nature of life, the biology, the science, and I don't mean that we throw it away. It is useful, okay, in the right and proper application. But first, the idea is to clear our mind of everything that has to do with this world. And in clearing the mind of everything that has to do with this world, you will then have to rely upon your own thinking, your own mind, to bring into reality what is inside of you. So he gives us an education on the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, listen now, of gods, not of prophets, but of the gods of the prophets of the past. He builds our minds according to the way gods think and not the way or the thinking of servants, which are the prophets of God. The prophets of the past were inspired and their inspiration was true, but it is limited when God himself takes over the rule of his kingdom. Most Christian believers put that uh, personification in Jesus or in the Christ or in the Messiah, and it is written in the scriptures that he would come. Is that true? At the end of what world? Satan's world. He would come and he would set up his new kingdom, but he would come under a disguise. He would come like a thief in the night. And that is the way that Master Farad Muhammad came in the early 1930s. He came under a disguise and he held back his identity because we would not be able to understand until he raised up one from among us, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, to teach us into this profound knowledge. So we call this body of knowledge, which my son mentioned, the lessons, as the supreme wisdom. This means, as I use this analogy, it's like a wheel within a wheel of a vision that takes us back, and I use this prophet as an example, because this prophet uh, is Ezekiel. You're familiar with Ezekiel. And one of the signs that Ezekiel came with in revealing himself as the Son of Man, which is mentioned about 90 plus times in this particular chapter, Son of Man, go to the rebellious house of Israel. Son of Man, uh, I want you to prophesy against Jerusalem. I want you to prophesy against Tyre and all of those ancient cities of uh, Palestine. And this was during a period when the children of Israel were exiled and taken into bondage in Babylon. So he is one of those prophets that was risen up during that particular period of time. And I think most of you must be familiar with the vision of Ezekiel, in which he was by a particular river called the River of Chabar. And when he was at that river, the heavens opened and Ezekiel was able to see like a whirlwind coming out of the north, this dazzling, bright appearance of a sign of God that was to strengthen him in his mission 
during out the whole course of his teaching and warning to the rebellious house of Israel who were held captive in Babylon. Now what is very, very interesting as you read the first chapter down to the 26th verse, it describes clearly that the appearance of this wheel contained a firmament, and firmament is something that is solid or mass or material, and that this firmament was over the heads of these cherubim or these four living creatures that all had, interestingly enough, symbol of, um, of a beast or cattle, ox and the eagle, a bird and a lion, but they all had the appearance of the face of a man. And up underneath their wings, which you believe angels fly with wings, if you believe that, that is, was symbolic. But up under their wings also were the appearance of their hands. All right. Then it says that his throne was made of a terrible crystal. And I always try to figure out what was this terrible crystal. Now the crystal here and terrible crystal turns out to be sapphire, sapphire stone. And if you see the sapphire stone, it is very dark hued, the majority of the sapphire, right? And it reflects light in the form of like fire, right? All right, now the metallic appearance of what we call today in the research and common uh, language of the ufologists or the UFO uh, scientists, they describe a shimmering metallic type of structure to these silver disks, right? All right. Now, I want to prove to you something, that if we see or think into nothingness, your mind and your thoughts will almost automatically pick up photographically a picture. Is that true? You hardly can think a thought without seeing light. Is that true? All right. Now, above the firmament that was over their heads, referring to the angels, was the likeness of a throne like the appearance of a sapphire stone. And upon the likeness of the throne was the likeness of the appearance of a man uh, above upon it. So everywhere we look, cross-sectioning Bible, whether it's Ezekiel, Isaiah, or any of the old prophets, and even if we open the Holy Quran, we will find the evidence that God, in his true appearance, in power and in glory, can be no other than a man that can identify with other men and other women. You cannot imagine, even when you think of an angel, do you see a spook? Tell the truth. Your idea of an angel takes on a what? A physical form. And if you think of even God, you think of a man named the Christ or the Messiah coming at the end of the world. We're looking for the appearance of a man. 
We cannot make the glory of God anything other than a man. What we call the spirit is contained in the mind. And it is the light that goes on in your mind to give you life to travel on your journey through your thoughts. The average thought we are taught in the Supreme Wisdom lessons travels at 24 billion miles per second. So why are we given those dimensions and those measurements? It is because we too have to go back in our thinking because we can remember everything that has ever happened in our lives. But as we grow older, what happens is the rust starts accumulating on the rusty locks, they call it, of our brain cells. So we can't think past the last minute. If someone were to say, what did you think in the last minute, you would have a very difficult time <laughs> trying to tell us what that last thought was. Okay? So as long as we can think, we can be redeemed. But if you're out of your mind, it'll be very hard <laughs> to redeem you because the majority or the most important part of the redemption of you is yourself. As a man thinketh, so is he. Okay. Now, I'm not going to go too much deeper in Ezekiel because I have a limited period of time. But the reason I bring Ezekiel's vision in is because when Master Farad Muhammad came in the likeness and appearance of a man, he pointed to the heavens. And he described to the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and taught him the measurements and every detail of this craft that is called the mother's plane and the mother's ship. I'm bringing this up into the modern time in just a moment. But when he came in 1930, he also acknowledged the discovery of a planet, a new planet that was discovered by the scientists in uh, March of that year. They acknowledged it, announced it, the discovery of Pluto. Planet Pluto is the ninth planet out from the sun. So if Pluto represents in the Greek mythology as the god of the underworld, that's what they call it. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad uses the word a little fool. Pluto was like a little fool. So if the planet Pluto is nine place out from the sun, and that ends the circle of the solar system with our sun and its nine planets. And if we are able to calculate our thoughts, which we are given in the Supreme Wisdom, a travel, time travel, if I could put it that way, time travel on this way, how many seconds will it take to travel to the faraway planet Pluto. And it gives 10 seconds. How many trips can you make in 10 seconds to the faraway planet Pluto? So what was the idea of Master Farad Muhammad 
putting all of these kinds of measurements and calculations in the body of material that we call the supreme wisdom? Why is it that each new convert or each new member of the nation of Islam must begin with the recital of 10 questions and answers called student enrollment? This means that we have been, are like initiates, entering into a new school of thought. And this new school of thought is not just coming from anybody, uh, an imam visiting us from the East, or a theologian coming from any part of the world. That's why we were secluded, and still are secluded. And most people really don't understand the aims and the purpose of our being so isolated and within this special arrangement of studies. It was to expand our mind like you read in Star Trek, right? Star Trek says that to go where no man has ever gone before, right? But unless he takes the lead in telling us where no man has gone before, we won't accept it so easily. We have to wait till he keeps probing the space and keeps finding these new objects constantly coming out of this dark womb of space before we'll say, ooh, did you, did you read what the white man said today? Did you read what this scientist discovered? And if we go back into this body of material that we are to be studying within our classes, MGT, FOI, we will find all of the modern scientific investigations right there, even to the exploding of the atom, even to quantum mechanics and quantum physics, the exploding about a part of atoms and finding the tiniest little neutrinos or quarks or whatever they design as being part and parcel of the atom itself. So how do we understand now that I reached this point of my presentation what the mind and the thought of God is? If you have a mind and you have a thought, can you align that mind and that thought to the mind and the thinking of God? The Honorable Minister Farrakhan released to us a study guide called Rising Above Emotion into the what? Thinking of God. And he explores how the brain works. And if we look at our body, the nine systems of our body, the tenth system of that body that makes everything work is where? Okay, it's right here in our mind. And the mind is the control center, like a computer. You can imagine how the computer works. It has a little brain, and it has a, a matrix. And I know that most everybody saw that movie called The Matrix, right? And it was like a computer game where you go into a program that was designed not by God, but was designed by an enemy to God to trap the individual who enters into The Matrix, hmm? Say, which one do you want? You want to go here with the blue pill, or do you want to go here with the red pill? Right? And so if you take the blue pill, what happens? 
It's an unreal reality. And you're programmed to follow that unreal uh, mind of the architect of the blue pill. The architect of the blue pill is Satan. And the red, when you see, as the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, and I'm going to stretch your minds and imagination one step further. The master pointed out to the Honorable Elijah Muhammad during his teaching of three and a half years, he pointed to the heavens again. And he pointed out two stars, a red star and a blue star. And he said that the red star represents the original, okay, design and people of a civilization that would never be destroyed. The blue star represents an unreal world or a world that is contrary to the nature of the original man and people. So if you can imagine what is taking place in our world today, we have one chaos after another chaos after another chaos. Is that right? And nobody knows what this chaos will ultimately come to. Well, it's the end of one world and a bumpy ride that we've been on for 6,000 years and that bumpy road is about ready to go all the way down into the pit. And a new world order is rising up to take its place. I mentioned in the beginning a quote from a philosopher, Manly P. Hall, actually, and he made this statement that everything that is structured has a number, has a color, and has a pattern. A pattern in which um, all things are formed that are formed. So that means that each one of us is designed with a mathematical inclination in the way that we think. This left brain, right wing, or, or hemisphere is really only information that has come through with the study of the brain over the last 20 years. And now what they are trying to say is that what we want is the left brain and the right brain to work as coordinates. So you don't think because I'm uh, musical and I have imagination and I'm creative that you cover up this side of the brain and only the right side is working. That would be rather chaotic. And the left side is supposed to be the logical um, uh, numbers, mathematics, and all of that, right? Well, don't you know if we think with the proper thought that we can do all of that, isn't that true? Okay, we're creative, and you have to use the whole brain in order to think through darkness into light. I'm going to read you a quote from a book, The Mind's Unknown Power. And it speaks about, of course, the enterprise speeds away into darkness, and a somber voice begins this introduction with space, the final frontier. But the final frontier has not even be ch been chartered yet. And that frontier is within you. Our mind, our brain, our thinking, and only three little pounds or three and a half pounds of gray and white matter is the weight of this brain. 
What a marvelous way that we have to think through and solve any problems that we need to solve. But why are we scattered? The enemy did such a good job in keeping us back from our true self. That is so difficult to bring us back together whole again. So we are fragmented, we're divided, we have our youth today running absolutely on a rampage of destruction because they are separated from the loving parents and the, and the peers and the family has been just totally devastated. This is not any different than what he did with us during slavery. We were separated, our, our children sometimes were taken by one slave master, the mothers and the fathers were taken to another plantation. And so getting back together today is the hardest job that any leader, any teacher has to bring us back together in unity. The human brain can store more information than all the libraries in the world. And one final quote, we're talking about this universe, is that everything we know of the universe, everything we know from subatomic particles to distant galaxies, everything we feel from love for our children to fear of enemy nations is experienced and modeled in our brains. Without the brains, nothing, listen to this, not quarks, not black holes, nor love, nor hatred would exist for us. So it is all in our mind. So going back to the quotes from the Honorable Elijah Muhammad in Our Savior Has Arrived, this is exactly what he said, and science is proving every day that the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad are exact and precise, and that is what the body of our supreme wisdom, when you enter, and you enter this school, you immediately throw off the old way of thinking until the new idea and the creativity will begin to rise in your mind and the shackles and the dross and the locks that are on our brain will gradually fall away and we will become the people of God and the elect of God and the new world rulers that will rule with a high civilization, freedom, justice, and equality for all. And this is why our Savior comes to us in the beginning and has been with us during this whole journey to make our minds and our thinking line up with the mind and the thinking of Almighty God. I thank you for your time, and I hope that you have taken this journey with me, and that if you have questions, if we can entertain questions, I will leave that uh, to my son. This was only a little peek into where we're going. And when you become a member of the Nation of Islam, you are committed and dedicated to learning the, the wisdom of God, the knowledge of God, and the knowledge of yourself. 
Thank you for being so attentive. I didn't uh, shake you up with a lot of emotional firebombs today. I wanted us to kind of relax, take it easy, and really, really begin to think. Think. Because your God is in you. Your God resides in you. And this marvelous mind, this marvelous capacity of the brain stores everything from the beginning of time. And it has been known that even the baby, as he develops the brain cells, he's connected to a whole world of neural nets of, of energy that connects him that he, the baby, can remember everything since the beginning of time. So that means that when that baby comes into the world, it is up to the mothers and the fathers to prepare that mind and put it in the right environment so that the light of God will shine forth. So I thank you again for listening, and I hope that we'll meet again soon for more details on the supreme wisdom lessons of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and why it's so important for our people to come back to life again, come back to yourself, restore yourself. That is the purpose of these teachings. Thank you so very much for your attention. And if you have questions, I will let my son at the end of the lecture um, request that of you. All right? Thank you so much. And those of you here for the first time, could I see your hands? I'm just curious. Wow. Great. Very good. May Allah continue to enlighten us and bring us what we need to survive in this end of a world that is very quickly going out to make preparation for your new work in the world of Islam. Assalamu alaikum. Deep, wasn't it? I told y'all. Now, it was shorter than I thought, uh, so we finished that one today. But, man, press the number nine. If you have some... Oh, no, I'm sorry. Don't do that. Thank you. Thank you. Raise your hand. Raise your hand if you got something that you would like to share, man. I mean, she dropped... I mean, that was I mean, short and sweet, uh, but heavy, man. Deep, uh, deep wisdom right there, man. So... Uh, Mother Tynetta. So you go ahead and raise your hand if you have anything that you would like to share. We're going to start off with Sister Sister Yolanda. Go ahead. Brother Wesley, if you can just make it to where they can unmute themselves now. Assalamu alaikum and happy Savior's Day. Yes, ma'am. Happy Savior's Day. Wow. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I have so many points, but I'm only on here two. Um, when Mother Tanetta, may Allah be pleased with her, mention what we all call a spirit is contained in your mind. And in talking to our Christian family and 
as myself was a Christian as well. I believed in the spirit. How she broke that down pretty much contained in your mind. And in order to have a mind, you have to be a material being of flesh. So for the sayers that speak that God is a spirit, understanding that that spirit has a should have a mind, which that spirit would be contained in, which would be a flesh. So all praises due to Master Far Muhammad for revealing himself on July 4th, 1930. He appeared to us in the form of a well-made man as God. That right there, just like, okay, I don't have to look for nothing else to explain. Bam, that's it for me. Right there. And then about the families being scattered and back in the day, how the slave masters used to, you know, separate the children from the parents, bring that up into the modern day time, the slave masters, grandchildren and great grandchildren, all those people, the so-called Jews are put in place with these laws and the trickery. The thing that really blows my mind in this modern day of time is all those alphabet people. You want to allow children to be able to determine what sex they want to be? Wait a minute. <laughs> you haven't even begun to have a good development in your mind to know I want to be this or that. Be who God created you to be. Parents, that's what we should be, you know, putting into our children. But nevertheless, you're still under my roof. So then when the, the, the parent don't want to uh, agree with what the child is coming into, now they want to separate. So right there, that's the new modern day time. One example of the modern day time in the trickery with what they allowing children to have be able to do. Man, we gotta gird up our loins, man. I don't care how crazy people think it is, sound. Oh, we should have a freedom of expression and be able to express ourselves. Go sit down and understand and get in your Bible. And even for these, you know, the alphabet people that believe in God. Understand God didn't create a war of disorder like that, but you're doing your job. So it's us as believers. We need to get on our job and do our job. Get up, get out, and do something. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Something that stood out to me was when she said, uh, a reminder, really, uh, she said, most important, the most important redemption of you is yourself. And she pointed out the scripture, as a man thinketh, so is he. And it just makes me remember and think about, you know, all the time online, we are looking for black leaders to do all these different things and build things tangibly. And, and, and that, that will come and that should come. But I don't know if many of our people understand that the most important thing that we can build is ourselves and our mind. And we take for granted those who sacrifice to build us up as human beings. Um, and I always try to point out that 
we can build all this different stuff. But at the end of the day, it is the human being that must be built because if the human being isn't developed and built, then you're going to mess up the restaurant. You're going to mess up the business. You're going to mess up those, those particular things. So if it's as a man thinketh, so is he, and it is a human being behind the money. It's a human being behind the register. It's a human being behind the customer service. So at the end of the day, human beings are, we are the, the, the greatest asset and the best asset that needs to be built up. Of course, that takes time. That takes development, facing difficulty, all the whole nine that we know from our study guys. But that's just deep. You know, the most important redemption of you is yourself as a man thinketh uh so is he so changing our minds and she's talking about how powerful the brain is and if the brain is the uh 10th system which we are going to that from mother todd as well we may actually delve into that tomorrow since we finished this she talks about the 10th system and if that brain or mind controls everything that's the most important thing we need to be thinking about but when you think about it, many of us, if we listen to us, we say we need more than the word. Oh, we don't need the word. We need action. And in my mind, going to teach somebody is an action. Going to give somebody the truth that will resurrect them is an action. Um, that's one of the most important things we can do is, is give the word. Now, we just are here tickling the ears or lying or just making stuff up. Then, of course, we don't need that word. But the truth is very well what we need, especially if this world is built up of falsehood. Then we know bringing the truth is what Satan fears. Bringing up the truth is what this world fears because they was able to build it up on falsehood and lies. So that's how we resurrect us by, you know, telling the truth. So um, that's that's one of the things that stood out to me. Uh, next up, we got Sister Shireen. Assalamualaikum. Waalaikumsalam. Okay. So what came to my mind was when she when she was talking about when we enter the classroom, we're like isolated, right? So we're quarantined from the enemy's thought process. But then we have to go back out and like get our people so we're, we're like we have this dual citizenship in the world and and in our our world our nation and we have to study because once we go out into the world it's like you know it's enemy territory and we can get attacked with those thoughts if we're not strong and, and, you know, a lot of us, we go through this back and forth thing until we get strong, because when we're trying to convey the teachings, I know sometimes when I'm saying what I'm saying, I'm like, wait, what, what did I just say? Do, dang, is that real? It, do I believe that? You know what I mean? So we're not strong. We can get pulled back into that. Um, blue pill, you know, experience. And then sometimes when we go back into it, it's harder 
to come back into the reality of the teachings. So um, we really, in this time, like sister was just saying, how they're giving children the right to, you know, determine their identity. We got to be super duper over, um, you know, we got to study more than a couple pages a day or I listen to five minutes of the minister. I'm good. No, no. Every second that you have available needs to be some type of um, into high intellectual truth coming from this teaching. And if we, if, if we want to substantiate it with, um, modern science or technology, that's fine, but we can't get caught up in what they are saying is reality because they have given us our reality for so long that when we imagine things, we imagine what they have already shown us. So we got to go back into our minds and reimagine something completely opposite of what they're giving to us. That's it. Assalamualaikum. Alaykum salam. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for sharing. Sister Kava. Sister Kava. I'm sorry. Sister Golda is next. Let's see. Assalamu alaikum. How are y'all? Okay. So, and yeah, the 10th system, that's going to be... That's that's next level right there, because then she starts breaking down the supreme wisdom and mathematical code. Right. She goes next level. Um, what really uh, is something that is important for us to gather? Um, and actually, you said it, Brother Ben, when people talk about the nation and they're like, oh, we need to see more action. There used to be more action back then. But I think that it's because we have a different war going on. Like when the minister talked about the war of Armageddon if we really grasp what he was speaking on, it was a war of our mind because what he speaks on with the synagogue of Satan, that's, that's media, that's manipulation, that's your mind. So when she talks about the mind is important because uh, it's, it's uh, what did she say? It is the final frontier. Um, there is an article in uh, Unveiling 19 where she talks about of most honorable Elijah Muhammad telling her that there will be a different language in the hereafter. And he instructs her on how to communicate telepathically. And so when we think about our minds being so important, we have to learn how to tap into other uh, aspects of our minds because we are now in that time of a different uh, place energetically in this world. Um, in 2020, we had the great conjunction. So the great conjunction is when Saturn and Jupiter are, are extremely close. The great conjunction is on a 400 year rhythm. So 400 is something that we constantly see in our literature with 400 years, right? So then in theology of time, the messenger, I'm not the messenger savior, points out to Elijah Muhammad, a blue and a uh, red stars. And he said, when those are close together, that is a change, like an astronomical change, right? So the Great Conjunction was in 2020. If you look at Saturn and Jupiter, Saturn actually is known to have a really big red dot. And then Jupiter 
has a blue reflection. So I looked at that and I'm going to expand on that as I do more studying, but I looked at that as denoting a big change. And that has been change in our energy, our change in our mind. So when she comes back and she's talking so much about how powerful the mind is, how important the mind is, it's important, even rising above emotions to the thinking of God, because if we can rise above emotions, we have a different control of our thoughts, a different control of our mind. And we're living so much in a world that pulls our minds. Even when the sister was talking about the gender, um, we're talking about now defying science, we're defying nature. And so it's, it's more mind control because now we're beginning to accept something that doesn't make sense logically. So all that to say, uh, as we continue to dive into Mother Tynetta, uh, we do have to remember like our minds are now our biggest weapon. Before it might have been, you know, our, our military stance or, you know, our ability to uh, in a physical realm. But we are now entering a, a energetic, thoughtful a spiritual realm, if you will, maybe not spiritual, but more energetical realm where our mind has to be in control and we have to start to learn to elevate to different forms of thought to speak different languages. So that's, that's, that's all I wanted to say. So like, um, y'all, you know, I love Mother Tainetta. So. <laughs> well, like, salam. Thank you, ma'am. Um, another thing that stood out to me, I thought of Dianetics. I have not had the opportunity to do it but i've heard brothers and sisters talk about they have gone back to the womb and they have literally heard their mothers and i don't know if any of y'all have had this experience in the womb or they can recall literally hearing things as a baby uh they can recall experiencing things as a small child like I can't even fathom it right now. I mean, it sounds dope when I, whenever I hear somebody talk about it. But what comes to mind is when she said, even babies, because we tapped in, I forgot what word she used. I'm pretty sure Brother Shakir know the word uh, 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 something. It was a scientific word. I forgot what she said. I was so fast I couldn't type it down. <laughs> but whatever that helps us, neuro, neural link, she said neuro, neural something, neural net, something like that. Neural net. Yeah. And, um, Helps us like recall even from the beginning of time. And I'm like, wow, that's deep. And I think about how in Dianetics book, it says, you know, many people think, oh, that's the white man book. But even in that book, it speaks about this is uh, knowledge from over uh, 50,000 years of men. We know the white man wasn't here past 6,000 years, so it can't be they knowledge. And so when I hear that, it's like, wow, look, at, I mean, we never know how far deep our mind goes this wisdom goes and i'm pretty sure she can go she can probably do a whole lecture on that so we we get so we think we got it all man i just remember the minister talking about studying our lessons and we think we got it all we want to find something new here like we ain't even really looked at the look look looked at the brothers and sisters that's already in our midst to plumb the depths of what they already have given us because now we we see the minister when he introduced and say recommended, hey, Dianetics, and then we hear about the engrams. But if you look at our lessons, it's simply these engrams could simply be seen as, and this is Brother Ben speaking. I'm not saying this is what that is, the rusty locks. So if these, if because she mentioned in this, the rusty locks. So it's like, the, what, what has happened to our minds that's clogging it up? 
and stopping us from being able to remember what happened yesterday. That's stopping us from being able to remember what happened a minute ago. How deep could we go? Uh, I, I've heard, I think the minister, or even my student minister talk about ideas. When we have these ideas, this, these thoughts is going up into the universe. So you mad cause somebody overseas or somebody in a whole nother state done took your idea. No, you should have executed on it because now we're, we're, we're able to tap in on the frequency of thoughts that's already out there. Now that's why execution is key. God's going to bring into existence his will either through you because you got the idea. But if but I, heard, I remember the minister say, man, I don't beg nobody for nothing. I pray for God. He'll move you and put somebody else in your place. So when we get these inspirations from God, when God is coming through us, speaking to us, that self-accusing spirit, giving us ideas or, you know, you know, moving us to do things, move out on it because somebody else will tap into it and they'll do it. Ain't no God of you. Uh, you ain't, God ain't finna be waiting on you 10 years. Listen, man, somebody else finna tap into this thought and, and, and bring it into existence. So that was deep when she said weekend, weekend will call. But it also makes me think, I was thinking she was going to say it, that Master Father Muhammad was able to quote our history word for word. Pat, I, I, I forgot the amount of years. So one of the believers, if y'all can put how many years back, he can quote it. But that makes me think about that. Like, oh, okay, now that's making sense. So, man, this is deep, man. It just makes me think about, man, how much my mind is clogged up. and Because sometimes I don't remember what I did yesterday, too. So when she said that, that hit me. That's what that's what tapped me when she said, you can't remember the thought you had a minute ago. Because I'm thinking about so much. But imagine if we didn't have these jobs. Imagine if we didn't have uh, the duties of this world where we could just focus on our brain, just focus on our mind, just get our mind clear and really be able to tap in. How powerful could we really be? So uh, that's what uh, came to my mind. Sister Kava. Sister Kava, you, 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 uh, you unmuted if, I mean, you're not unmuted if you're, if you're speaking. Going once. I think I'm, Yes, so um, it was a couple of things that I wanted to touch on. And I just thought about, I was thinking about that red pill and that blue pill and even thinking about the power of the mind and to think that, you know, once they put things in the movies, you know, or on the big screen to influence our mind, that is already out there and that they put the truth out there. Um, but I was actually thinking about the controversy of, you know, even that science being out there and the sister Sophia Stewart, who said that she had given them the original screenplay and had sued, um, I think it was Fox, had sued Fox for, for actually taking her thoughts or her screenplay or her idea. I don't think that she ever won. But the fact that she even sued them because she said that they that, you know, they took and they stole from her the concept of the matrix, which was the red pill and the blue pill. And I thought that that thought even being in the mind of a black woman originally would um, go back to what you were saying in terms of how when we put a thought out there that is in the universe already. And then also I wanted to talk about um, the sister who was saying um, in terms of 
talking about the battle being in the sky because that is supposed to be the final battle is going to be in the sky, but not necessarily, you know, we have, yes, the will. So is that battle, but the final battle being in our mind, because it's always said that the final battle or the last battle will be in the sky. But I believe that that's talking about our mind as well. So I just wanted to share that. Yes, ma'am. Uh, as y'all know, we got the great brother Nuri. We're going to play that lecture. That's one of my favorite from him. It's called uh, uh, The Battle in the Sky, something like that. Man, he he went deep on that one. Y'all know Brother Neri be giving them analogies and stuff, so we're going to watch that as well. But, yes, he, he spoke about that being the, the battle in the sky, being uh, the mind in that lecture. Next, we got Brother Daniel Muhammad. As-salamu alaykum, beautiful family. Uh, Brother Ben, I thank you, big brother, for being faithful and diligent in your purpose and uh, creating this beautiful platform, this classroom for us. Man, it's it's a powerful atmosphere, and uh, this uh, lecture was fire. And and she was just scraping the surface, as she said. But but this is uh, definitely fire and timely to be exact. And uh, I love the comments that everybody gave. It's like a beautiful little symphony. And uh, I was thinking about class, and I have an acronym for class, it's Civilization Learning Acquired Through Self-Study, which is uh, Civilization Learning Acquired Through Self-Study, which is the greatest study. As um, you know, I think upon self-examination, and uh, it made me think upon something that I... Um, study guy that Mother Tanetta Muhammad brought out about rising above the emotions to the thinking of God and doing that inner exorcism. And I was thinking upon something you just said, Brother Ben, as far as with the, uh, the Dianetics. And I noticed that with all the stuff, the two, I mean, all the stuff we have in our teachings, but when we want, I'm speaking first person, I noticed that when I wasn't gone within, I began to use everything I learned in the teachings. I was just using that as a mask uh, to overcompensate for my past wounds, Mm. all my scars, all my irrational fears and all my pain and trauma that I went through. So I just had. So when I came into the teachings, I just had more masks to cover up, to cover over, to overcompensate of why I'm better than somebody else who don't have it. Mm, that's deep. Stay right there. So, huh? I said, stay right there. You own it. So, what I began to do, I began to do like the, in Genesis when they uh, built that tower to Babel. They built that tower to Babel up to heaven. See, it, it, that was like, and I, that's what I began to do. I began to build my tower of Babel up to heaven because I came from a, a, an inadequacy a feeling that I wasn't worthy enough, that I wasn't good enough. So I had to build my tower to please God up to heaven as though I wasn't already created in his image and likeness. Mm. So I wasn't doing it from love. I wasn't doing it from being God. I was doing it trying to get to God. Under the false notion that I wasn't already that already. So, so it just gave me more mask. So, but when I had to take the journey within, 
And so like Dianetics, which means the study of the mind and how it works. And so when I began to go within and find the, do the exorcism and find those hidden demons that was locked up in myself and explore the, the rubbish from being sexually molested, being sexually abused and the trauma that I didn't, I was told that I wasn't supposed to cry. Men ain't supposed to cry. So I became disassociated from the later traumas. And what happens is that, like the law of attraction, because those are my deep-seated emotions that I didn't even feel. I couldn't, I, I, I was playing this role, like, growing up, just, I got to be hard. I got to be tough. So I didn't even feel it. So what I ended up doing through the law of attraction, which states that we are living magnets, we tend to attract people and circumstances in harmony with our most dominant thoughts and emotions. So I just began to track more people that was in harmony with my, my wounds. So everybody, I would, every city I would go to, it would just attract more triggers. And I was thinking it was other people, but it was something that was hidden inside myself. Mm. So um, when the minister asked for 10,000 fearless, and then he asked for 10,000 trained auditors, man, I was like, wow, man. Because, you know, perfect... Love cast out all fear. So being able to take this journey on this last frontier to go within, man, that takes, man, that's like going into that dark cave. One wise man says the, the, the cave that you fear to enter holds the treasure that you seek. So those caves within that I was afraid to enter, every cave that I was afraid to go into always held the treasure that I was seeking for. Mm. All my treasures. So, um, last thought. I didn't mean to dominate this piece. Oh but, man, um, you the, man, keep on going, man. You 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 on it. But uh, the thought that came to my mind was, you know, in the student enrollment, everything that I see that the minister's pointing us to, like even with the Dianetics piece that you brought up, brother Ben, is hidden inside of our, our lessons. Matter of fact, a lot of it is hidden even inside of student enrollment. And everything that I've learned about, like. When it when he talked about the original man, not necessarily a gender, like original male male man, but the original man is the analytical mind. It's the part that does everything right and exact. All his calculations, all his computations, it does everything right and exact. That's the original mind. And then the the colored mind, and I'm not speaking on external, like the white man or somebody on the outside, the form of things, which is on the surface. But everything I've learned about my own colored mind, my own reactive mind, that part of the slave master that's hidden inside myself, they always try to keep me in bondage. They always try to keep me comfortable in my comfort zone, in my cage. All my, I built up solid, a solitary confinement within my own self. Mm. I built up a solitary confinement in my own self, and I did it thinking that it was for my protection from being wounded again, from getting re-triggered. And, and the key to my incarceration has always been within. Within the cage, within my prison. So when anybody tried to free me from the outside, they couldn't do it because the keys was inside. Mm. And I wouldn't, let them get, I wouldn't let them get in. And... Um, yeah, and, and, they, and they still didn't know who I really was and because they couldn't help me because I had these masks up. 
So they couldn't even, they couldn't even see the true me. They couldn't even get acquainted with the true me because I wouldn't even allow them to know how I really felt because I didn't even feel it. Wow. The, just being associated with it was painful. So that um so I um to see this this us getting rid of attacking going to war with that colored mind within and that rust and locks and I had so much of those locks and it talks about those locks and Dianetics those chains um those pain those restimulations and I always thought it was people outside of myself. Then I start labeling people as hypocrites and and all I had labels for people on the outside that re-triggered that wounds from early childhood. And it had nothing to do with the people around me, but it was always within. But anyway, I'm finished. Yes, sir. Man, I man, thank you, brother. Golly. For those who may be wondering why I said keep going is because I know it's somebody on this call <clears throat> hey, so a lot or, that brother or, or listening that can relate to the brother. And, and you may not be at that point of having the courage to speak on what he spoke on. And he was speaking for you and you was feeling what he was going through. You, you feeling it as he's speaking. Cause you saying, damn, he's speaking my life too. You ain't going to comment it. You may not bear witness, but you saying, man, yep, I'm going through the same thing. So thank you, brother, for sharing that and being transparent because you definitely hit some, hit some points, man. He said, man, I can't, how can they know how I feel? How did he put that? I don't even know how, because I don't even feel it. Man, how many of us just, we so detached from our emotions, we don't even know if something wrong. I don't know. I, how can I tell you something wrong? Because I have trained myself to just be numb to my feelings and my pain because of all the stuff that I've gone through and not. And then he said, man, everybody tried to help me without from out from the outside. But the keys was inside. Golly. Ooh, they, that, brother, that brother did a whole lecture right there. Man, the keys was on the inside. Godly. So, man, I thank you, brother sharing that and i'm pretty sure everybody listening appreciate that as well uh brother wesley go ahead boy that's a good call here i'm like family uh, yeah that, what i have wrote down <laughs> i really don't even want to share it too much right now but um i really what stuck out to me too um because because I, I meditate a lot and when she brought about the thought being um, able to travel at the speed of 24 billion miles per second and one time when I'm in that meditation, when I'm thinking, you can go through so many thoughts. And I was just sitting here looking up to like they, they say, studies say on average, your mind can produce 50 to 70,000 thoughts a day. Mm. Um, so when you think about how powerful your mind is and how many thoughts we forget, how many things that we forget to do, like you, you brought up as well. But then the fact that you can sit in a moment, let's say two, three minutes, and you can feel like you in hours of thought, but you really was just a few seconds or just a few minutes and just. The, the, the power of your mind and the understanding of that. And then the other thing I wanted to connect as well was that red pill and that blue pill and just how it connects as well. And what I kind of seen as well, how we have our flag has that red, which represents uh, what that represents the truth. And then as well, you have that red pill as well, that original mind. We don't want to get caught up in that blue pill, that blue, that artificial mind that the world presents to us as truth when we know that's just deception. So just understanding that, um, and just seeing these things as a reminder 
And then when she brought up about that, how we can recall all, all knowledge, because I have books and I like to read. And sometimes when I'm reading certain books, I'm like, I already knew that. And I think I'm buying a book thinking that you're getting some new knowledge. There is no new knowledge. So um, just remembering that we have all the power within us. And if we just attach ourselves to a lot, we can get everything that we need. Um, just like we talked about yesterday in the series we had before, that's that source of strength and also that source of knowledge as well. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum Yes, sir. Deep, man. Source of strength. We got Sister uh, Sister Yasina up next. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum So you said something when you were talking about Dianetics and going back um, into the your mother's womb or so for me, I did have that experience mm. and I went back to when my mother, two, two times, one was when she, her last attempt to abort me and it was herself and two of her sisters and she was drinking turpentine. And in the session, I could taste the turpentine. And I started vomiting. Wow. And I passed out in the session. And then we came back. Once I came out of it, then we, you know, went through all the other steps. And then we did the pleasure moments and all of that. The second time was when she gave birth to me. So I went through the whole birthing process. I weighed, she had me at seven months. I weighed two pounds, 14 ounces. And so I was in a hospital in an incubator for six months. And I can remember the nurse that would come in every day, a short, heavy set, dark skinned lady had a little white hat on and white, little white, little nursing uh, dress. And I don't like to be confined. And so they would put, they had the needles in my ankles. I still have the scars on my ankle. They would put needles in my ankle and I would kick the needles out. So I'm kicking while I'm in Dianetics mm. and I'm feeling the pain during the whole process because I'm kicking, they pulling them out. I'm kicking, they pulling them out. And so during the time I'm going through all of this, my mother and I in real time, we weren't speaking. So I would go to my aunts every time I went through a Dianetic session, I go to Chicago to talk to my aunts and I would ask them, did this happen? And they would say, they say yes. And then they want to know how I knew because my mother, what she never talked really about her pregnancy, except for to let me know that she tried to abort me up until she was uh, in her, her, the first beginning of her seven months and her, and she said, but the little thing, you wouldn't go anywhere. So when Mother Tynetta, when she said that we can remember everything since the beginning of time, mm. 
that's why it's so imperative for mothers to be mindful, as I said yesterday, about who we give ourselves to. Be mindful of the time in which we decide to give, get pregnant. I talked about the oops babies. We're not going to talk about those today. But because if, you, if we're not in the right mindset, everything we're taught, as the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan teaches us in how to give birth to a God, that baby can't discern when you're uh, when we're upset, when we're happy, those emotions, that baby can't discern whether we are upset with him or her or whether we're happy. So our emotions, our thoughts, our environment is so important because we're we're in the process of giving birth to God. And it's what kind of God do you want to give birth to? That's why the seed of the man is important. That's why the thoughts of the woman is important. That's why the environment that she's in to produce a child is important. Because everything we think, everything we eat, everything we do, every good person, every fool we have around our child around us affects that baby. So in the proper environment, just think about that. In the proper environment, under the right circumstances, that baby has the ability to remember if everything since the beginning of time, that's a God. And if the parents are in line with the mind of God, we have the potential to produce these gods that will be able to take over this world and bring us into a better reality. Assalamualaikum. Wow. Waalaikum salam. Man, I, uh, man, I got to find somebody to, to do it with me. Uh, Cause I can just imagine, you know, I was born in prison, so I can just imagine what, what I can go back and see. Golly. Um, you know, I don't know if this is like a, I'm going to share this. Maybe if somebody can, 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 can tell me what this means. So I had a dream. There's, I don't really remember dreams a lot. My mom was, uh, she, she did crack cocaine and, uh, I never lived with her, but I remember this dream vividly. I don't remember really dreams like that. I don't remember dreams, but I remember this one dream. I never stayed with her, so it's like I don't, but that was her, and she was screaming, and all I remember her saying is, they trying to kill me. That's all I remember. She was screaming, saying they trying to kill me, and that's the only dream I could remember of her. So I don't know if that got anything to do with like me going back. Cause that was tip. That was technically a dream. I wasn't like in a session, but yeah, I don't know what that means. So yeah, that's deep, man. I, I want to experience something like that going back and, and, and 
being able to see and connect all the dots and things of that nature. So, man, that's that's uh, that's interesting. Thank you for sharing sharing that story. The fact that you can taste, you can taste it. You're kicking. I mean, it's like wow, that's deep. I ain't even say I'm just I'm just rambling. I'm just kind of I'm trying to vision it as I'm talking. But I think us all we should we should try to figure out um, how our past is is connecting and making us of who we are. Um, because that's deep. You know what? I was just thinking about this. Uh, was it was either Brother Wesley? It was Brother Wesley. Brother Wesley said that he. What was that word you used? You uh, self nurture. Was that the word that you used the other day, uh, Brother Wesley? Yeah, self nurture. That's something that came up to me as well because being the only child, when I am upset or if I'm going, I I don't like being around. I like to be to myself, and you know, I like I kind of separate. Like if I'm going through something, I go to a room or I try to go, you know, my release used to be basketball. I would go to the gym when I'm, you know, when nobody's there and just shoot by myself. And you brought up because you was the only child. So even just connecting that, growing up the only child, not having that type of affection or relate. And then I'm a, I'm, I'm a self-nurturer. So just trying to get clarity and becoming more aware of yourself is, a, I think, a part of knowledge yourself. Yes, knowledge yourself is who is the original man. The Asiatic black man, the maker, the owner. Yes, that too. That is our, our our knowledge, but also like my experience, what I've been through, what you've been through, what makes you up the experiences and thoughts and people that shapes who you are. Uh, I think it's something for us to continue to dive into as well to figure out who you really are. Uh, so, yeah, that was that. Sister Brianna, what you got for us this morning? That's all I well, like I'm gonna add to y'all wisdom on the the battle in the sky talk and the dynamics talk. It's funny. Two weeks ago, on our Friday night study group, people brought up how they don't understand why we had to learn dynamics. Like it's from the white people or whatever. However, a lot doesn't give us anything that we don't need that he does not want us to use. And I've done therapy before. But we also have to remember where therapy comes from, where psychology comes from, right? When the psychology was first started, they they thought that our skin was a disease. That's why they couldn't drink from the same fountain. That's why they couldn't touch us, God forbid, sleep with us. They couldn't do anything with us because in their minds, the people who started psychology to what we know it today, they thought that we were diseased. So since that's where that started, and therapy that we know it to this day is what stems from that, then Allah had to give us something that went deeper than that. And some say, oh, well, maybe Master Fahd Muhammad met the person who, who made Dianetics, and that's very possible. I mean, he was here for 20 years before revealing himself to Anbar Elijah Muhammad. A lot of our teachings, uh, or a lot of Dianetics you can find in our teachings, just like the good brother pointed out, right? And just like he said, if someone can help you as much as much as they can on the outside, but the inside is what matters. That's why Dianetics is so important. And as you stated, you stated, Brother, Brother Ben, that it's been here for a while. <laughs> but Allah gives us the tools. Because if we were able to, because everything is in our teachings. But if we don't fix the inner, then it doesn't matter what teachings we have. We, we already have all the answers, but it won't matter until we 
we fixed that part. Uh, so I just wanted to get to say that uh, because psychology did not start off positive. So, and I also feel like it only helps to a certain extent. I, I personally feel that once you reach a certain level of hmm, awareness or a certain frequency, that therapy doesn't help because it's real surface level. Like they can ask you the questions, they'll have you find some answers, but they're not really getting down to the root. root. They it can't do what Dianetics does, in my in my opinion. Uh, so I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> You can't go a day without that laugh. <laughs> Something else just came up for me uh, as I was thinking about this self-nurture thing. Uh, when people, and maybe one of y'all who may be a little bit more advanced, expert, got knowledge on it, could explain why. When people check on me a lot, I it's like it's it feels weird, and I distance from them. I don't do a purpose. I don't do it purposely, but uh, like I remember this person, this guy used to call me. Uh, he used to watch my podcast, and is I feel bad because I wish I had his, wish I remembered his number to uh, check on him. But he used to call, and he used to like try to like send me shirts. I guess I guess back in the day, my 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 white shirts wasn't <laughs> wasn't all the way right. And it's like I would, I would, uh, I don't know. It just it just gave off a wrong. Like if somebody was checking on me too often, I distance. And it's like, why is that? Why do I do that? And you know, the the bros are probably just trying to be nice. You know, he just trying to, yeah, hey, man. He probably see I need another white shirt and trying to send. But it's like, man, I don't know if it's because I'm skeptical. Like, man, is this person trying to you know get in? You know, or is it? But I think I've always been like this, though, uh, before I became like Brother Ben X. But, yeah, it's like when people, if they check on me too often, it's like I that pushes me away, even if they don't do nothing necessarily wrong. So I don't know. What is that? Is that I know that's some type of psychological term for that. But as I'm thinking about this self-nurture thing, maybe it's me wanting to solve my own problem. I don't know. So I'm just throwing some stuff out there. Maybe I can find some help. <laughs> but uh, next we got, is it Brother Hakeem? I see brother Cam done came on, came on current. He what he done, we done we done brought him down the stage now, boy. This this is a powerful call here. Go ahead, uh Hakeem. Yeah, this is me. Can you hear me, bro? Yes, we can hear you loud and clear. I appreciate you. I slept like, like man, um, it's people been saying so much. I didn't got lost in my own thoughts because <laughs> what everyone was saying is 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 so deep. But um with the notes, I was I was trying to implement or at least like bring back what I learned most from the cause when she was saying everything we fear is experienced and molded in our brain and without the brain, nothing would exist. It's all in our minds. That's a fact. Um, and then I got lost with, you know, the same thing with what you were saying with the self, with the self nurture um, before I even jumped back into being a Muslim again because I was raised Muslim, but then I started living my own life, doing my own thing, smoking and all that. Um, before I jump back, I, I like, I like, I, I really had to forgive myself. And then that's also a thing with also with the one brother John was saying, you know, all the keys are within us, man. It was something like eating me inside. 
it wasn't nobody around, wasn't nobody bothering me. I was staying by myself, so it wasn't nothing. But I moved into my new spot, and like my mind and my heart was telling me, like, bro, like, you know, you need to just forgive yourself. So when you say, you know, the self nurturing, also with the brother who was texting inside the power chat text, um, I don't know if he's on here too, but um, who was saying, you know, sometimes he wake up feeling like hurting people and stuff like that. That's exactly where I was at that moment. Um, I was just mad at the world. I was just mad at the world. And, and I just needed to forgive myself. But again, all the keys was already within me, man. And um, I like broke down in a, a whole crying fest. And I just forgave myself for really not knowing, for really not even trying my best, for really not executing, for really not really, really doing a lot of stuff. But just like she said, everything that we that we go through is already just molded in our brain. And a lot of trauma that I was putting myself through, a lot of pressure I was putting on my own shoulders, a lot of things that I was doing, it, it was all in my brain. Um, but then, you know, the second I forgave myself, the second I really started trying my best, the second I started, you know, putting things in God's hands, the second I started really not putting, not taking things emotional, I also listened to Eric Thomas too. And, um, I got his book, um, uh, OU. I just started seeing things different. I started noticing my mind was pointing me in the right direction. If I just relax. Um, don't be no victim to no circumstance. So um, all the keys are definitely within us. Everything everyone was saying today was so deep. That's why my mind is just thrown everywhere because every time I have something to say and somebody say something, I'm like, man, that's 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 definitely true. It's definitely deep. I'm thankful for this call. I'm thankful for all the calls, but um, all the keys are definitely within us. Um, and again, I hope that brother who was saying that because that's because he definitely reminded me of me. When I used to just see things and I used to just want to, it was times where I didn't even want to go on Instagram on Thanksgiving because I didn't have no family around. So I'm getting mad at everybody who got plates and showing everything up on there. I'm like, man, F y'all plates. Like, I, I don't have no Thanksgiving. You know, I was just, I was just mad at the world. But um, it really just changed everything about me. I don't take nothing personal. I'm thankful for all the little things, the smallest things. I'm thankful to use my words. Um to like create my heaven on earth. I'm thankful to use my hands so I can work hard. I'm thankful to use my, my feet so I can do the work and, you know, not be tired. And when I started thinking and, and praying and listening to these calls every day, all the keys is already in us. Um, everything that we think is already in our head. If you don't think no negative, no matter what circumstance that comes across us, the answers is already in our brain. Uh, that's it. I appreciate everyone for everyone, everything that they're saying. That's why my mind is so flushed. Because even if I have a thought, every time somebody say something, I'm like, man, um, it's the truth. But I appreciate you, brother Ben. Appreciate this call. Salam alaikum, brother. Well, like salam. Uh, thank you. Somebody said, uh, <clears throat> also, as the only child, we learn to depend on ourselves. We often feel like help or checking up comes from hidden motive. <clears throat> yeah, that's deep because especially in the position that I am now, uh, maybe I've attracted some of those situations where I felt like people had a hidden motive. Uh, but yeah, especially now it's like, I don't know what they really try. Are they, re do they really care? Or are they trying to get something? So that is a, that's something that also comes to mind as well. Uh, 
another thing that may be coming to my mind is like <clears throat> I don't know what to what to identify it as either, but you know, like for me, I don't even know my my I don't even know my grandparents' names. Sometimes I be feeling like <laughs> like if somebody was to ask me what runs in your family, I have no idea. My my siblings, we we joked about it the other day. It's it's terrible, but you know, uh, or maybe a year or two ago, because uh, I'm close to four of my biological brothers and sisters. I got 21 biological brothers and sisters. I only know like four of them. Um, and she was talking about, man, we don't even know like what running our family because I didn't live with my biological brothers and my biological mother or dad. My first time seeing my biological father was in his casket. Um, I don't know my grandparents' name on either side biologically. So I don't know what they got running their family. I don't know what they. So it's like if somebody tries to become too close, it's like I'm so used to not knowing my family, maybe, that if somebody tries to get too close, it feels weird. I don't know what it is, but y'all yeah, deal with that, uh, uh, <clears throat> that too. Like all I know is my biological slave name. I tried to trace it back, but. I ain't paying uh I ain't paying ancestry one, two, three to figure it out because I don't know if that's real. So I just accepted that. Boy, you don't know nothing. You don't know nothing about your family. So if I literally had a family member that came up to me. I don't know if he knows that I don't know a lot of the family, but he knew me. Uh so at the at an event I was in in Dallas, he came up and was like, Hey man, I'm your cousin. And I only know of a handful of cousins. So I'm like, okay, yes, sir, man. <laughs> and he started naming like, yeah, I'm on, I'm on such and so and son. And it's like, dang, I don't even know who you talking about. And I've heard in the, in a, in another messed up part about it is my mom who recently passed last year. She knows a lot of the family and she would, you know, she would tell me about, Hey, this is this and this. And I forget, you know, I forget. And so the only person that I really know to connect knew to connect with, to get that game or to get, who is this? Yo, who is this on Facebook? She would know him. She gone now. So it's like, man, that's crazy. But yeah, that's just something else that just came up in my my mind too. Maybe why I possibly do that. I don't know. But if y'all know somebody that can help out, help out with that, send help. Uh brother, brother, uh, brother Shakur. I see brother Shakur. I know he about to man, I when I heard sister mother Tynetta say quantum mechanics, I say, yeah, brother Shakur finna light it up this morning. Go ahead. <laughs> Peace. Salam alaikum, family. Man, I took some notes here, brother Ben. First of all, I'm going to start off by saying, like I tell anybody who I build with, you in a war whether you want to be mentally, physically, spiritually, psychologically, even right down to the food, air, water, and drink on your table. Right? And like the minister said, where there's a man with no fear and that only fear law, there's the winner, right? Second thing, right? You can't come through America without being scarred, right? America daily eats its young. And for those who are trying to find out what, who their family members are and whatnot, as long as you keep talking to other family members and you do your due diligence, you do your, due re your research, you will find out more than you ever want to know. So stay on that course. You ain't got to pay Ancestry.com because that was started off by 
the, the uh, so-called Jews, and you'll know what that's about. But that's in that 28th degree. And what and what rules and regulations include all laws enforced by manufacturing the devil. You got to go through the bloodline and trace that. Now, the other note I took, 2 Timothy 2.15, study to show thyself approved. Right? You got to study. You got to study. Right? Other thing, getting into the mind of God. About the Caucasian. Minister said this a long time ago. That man is not the father of nothing. Not even the father of himself. Right? And I tell people all the time, the oldest libraries and universities in the world not located in London, and they not located in America. They located in Africa. So all these languages, he's a liar. He was a liar and a murderer from the beginning. Stop this, man. Stop. I'm sorry. I be holding back a lot of times. That's why I be by myself. Because I got a low tolerance for BS. The other thing. Prophet Muhammad, Willie Salaam, 1400 years ago, after they finished running the people out of Mecca, one of his companions said, the holy war is over. Prophet said, no, sir. He said, the greatest of all jihads, the greatest of all holy wars is the war between self of right and wrong. That's a constant battle. I told you. Quantum mechanics, the charges, the positive and the negative. That's why they said in that law book, the Holy Bible, you dealing with law. Whether it's the Holy Bible, the Holy Quran, the Holy Torah, the book coming forth by day and night, you dealing with law. All law. All law. All law. You dealing with law. God gave principle, law, and order. He didn't give religion. Religion is what you practice. If you practice being an asshole, that's what you are. You an asshole. I don't care how you mask. Well, I'm a Muslim. I'm a Christian. I'm a Buddhist. Well, you a Buddhist. That's an asshole. That's what you are. It's what you practice. Then you get so ritualistic that you, oh, salam alaikum. You make your records, but you forget that your records are based in mathematics and principle, law, and order. Dianetics. My best friend read that book when we were in high school. I read it later. Ron L. Hubbard is not the inventor of Dianetics. He learned that studying with the blacks in India called the Dravidians. He not the father of nothing. That's why they say in that law book, the Holy Bible, let him who have wisdom count the number of the beasts for the number of the beasts is six is a man six three scoring six 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 it's talking about carbon you can't get no blacker than carbon six protons six electrons and six neutrons he was born on our number six brought together six periods of time and given six thousand years of rule you got to study man When they talk about Jacob's ladder, your DNA is ladder. It has certain traits. The ladder leading to the into the atomic level. The the the, the 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 reality that you can't see with the physical eye. That's the atomic level. When you get to the atomic level, you're dealing with the seven firmaments, the seven particles of the atom: protons, electrons, neutrons, leptons, hadrons, barons, and mesons. And how those particles interact. 
the positive and the negative charges. You got to study. To get out of all this trauma. That's why the minister kept saying, your unity is more powerful than an atomic bomb. The more you come together, you put that electron on the outside because fresh water don't mix with salt water. Truth don't mix with falsehood. The electron, the proton don't mix with the electron, the separation. You got to study. Jesus. So that's what the nature says is the wind. The other thing I wrote down, you got two births. The physical birth through your mother and then the mental birth through Islam. I self Lord and Master. You got the master the self. And then everybody's giving a testimony. If you go to Genesis, I think it's 25, when Joseph is there, when his, when his brothers, brothers sold him into slavery, he became a big man from the famine in Egypt when he brought Jacob there, because you got many Jacobs in the Bible, that particular Jacob, he brought Jacob there and he asked him not to bury in Egypt, to take him back to his father's land to bury him in the sepulchre. He asked him to put his hand under his thigh. Because this was the old way of testimony. That's what testimony means, testicles. He put in his hand. That's But now when you go testify, you put your hand on the Holy Bible, all the, you're taking a testimony. You got to know what these things mean, man. You got to study. In the last part, watching another black man is taking you through this plus. This, this, the question of the black man is done. When using supreme mathematics can be answered in no limit of time. Every element of creation in this universe, the atom is the root of all that exists. Right? Anything that's said to exist outside the atom cannot be said to exist as non-existent. Right? He said, it goes on to say, the first atom of life came about as a result of fusion, electricity, light, inanimate matter, and all-pervading triple darkness before the creation of space and time. The fusion caused rotation, the, ele the uh, electromagnetic circumambulation of the first atom within itself, going back from point A to point, point A, setting by the cycle of self-mastery. That's what you're talking about, the self. Time began at the point of the atom's first inter-revolutionary inter journey from A to point A. That's the process. People want to look at people who achieve certain things, but they don't want to go through the process. Master Rahm Muhammad went through the process. Allah went through the process. People trying to take shortcuts and cheat. You already put something on there about that, Brother Ben. So it goes on to say, out of the electromagnetic cyclical nature, out of the first atom of life, the quote, will was born. The will was the irresistible force of creativity that had been mastered by the first atom of life while on its evolutionary course for perfection. The will gave the atom the power to utilize its electromagnetic, electromagnetic power heat to permeate the elements out of which the attic could build a command center called the brain. That's why the first thing that develops in the womb is the brain. It ain't the feet. It ain't the arms. It's the brain. 
So it goes on to say the brain served as the government of the substantive darkness. The wheel being the determining factor assigned to the function to the various regions of the brain whose intercellular function produced thinking. The judge of the regions of the brain who transversed this micro universe brain at 24 billion miles per second. That's why when you study your lesson, we say what? Thought travels at 24 billion miles per second. Thought slowing down produces light. Light travels at 186,000 miles per second. Light slowing down produces pitch, frequency, sound, and vibration. Travels at 1,120 feet per second. And when sound slows, slows down, it produces the majority of the figures on this planet. Arm, leg, leg, arm, head, male genitator, and arm, leg, leg, arm, head, female. You see it in the cat, the rat. The dog, the goat, the chicken. You see it manifest itself. That's why it's called Supreme Wisdom. Because if you go to the highest court in the land, it's called a Supreme Court. It can't get no higher. That's why the highest level of, of animal on the planet is it, a, is, is, it, is, it, is it a plant? Is it an animal? Yeah. Animal life is higher than plant. Animal life is higher than plant life. Then you get, okay, so the human being is higher than the animal. So if the human being is the highest form, what is the highest form of the man? The supreme being. You got the study. Now, it goes on to say the will of the atom of life was based on its way of thinking. That's what we're talking about, the thinking of God. What was the will, what was the will of the atom of life most powerful? What was the will of this most powerful atom of life? To be made manifest, to no longer stay in a state of inertia as an animate matter. This thinking itself produced a form which is the embodiment or the will to make things manifest. This form today we call man, which is the root of the word manifest. The thinking of the government of the substantive's brain, the darkness, the brain commanded the various regions of, of, of the various regions to take part in collecting materials to form this mighty biosphere whose aim, purpose, and nature is to make things manifest. The various regions of the brain gathered from that which was present in the triple darkness. Remember, when you look in the womb of a woman, it's, it's dark. And then it wrapped itself in a protective coat of darkness called melanin. The first atom of life in traveling from point A to point A for eons overcame opposing forces at every cycle until it mastered all forces and all things. This one I speak of is no other than a law, the all in all. That's why you have opposition here. That's why you have friction here so that you can develop to be your best self. That's why you study. And there's so much more stuff I can go into, man. I'm sorry. Salam alaikum. You're muted, brother. My bad. I was saying I told y'all Mother Tottenham that done woke us up this morning. Sheesh. All right, we got Sister Shireen. Then we got Brother Martin. Then we got Brother King Cam. Go ahead, Sister Shireen. And I see you, Brother Daniel. 
Man, I feel like them pastors that didn't want to come after Minister Farrakhan when he was speaking. <laughs> I'm gonna follow that up. But um, wh what I was thinking, a sister put in the chat that um, Sister Callie says um, we we don't feel worthy. But but she she put that in the chat in response to something that you were saying. But that feeling unworthy. That that's big. And a lot of us, well, I'm speak for myself. We don't act. God gives gives us an idea. We don't act because I don't act because sometimes I don't feel that it's gonna be received because I sometimes feel unworthy. And so already feeling unworthy than to to experience rejection now i will compound that feeling of unworthiness with more rejection you see what i'm saying and so a lot of us get frozen in time where we first got the rejection now you saying you were um you were born in prison other sister said her mom tried to abort her. My dad wanted me aborted. You see? And so that feeling rejected, that that is a that's a thing. <laughs> that's that's in our backpack. Erica Badu said, bag lady, you know, you carrying too much stuff, let it go. But it's hard to let it go when it's embedded in our genes. And that's where the um dianetics will be very beneficial and then i just brought up erica badu with that bag lady song we hypnotize ourselves with music when we sing in these lyrics i can't live without you i die if you ain't in my life i'm nothing without you so if we don't have that you that makes us something which nobody can make us anything but a lot but when we repeat these verses, and that's why they put it out there in the music, and that's why the radio stations play um, six songs a day, <laughs> you know, and they're the most detrimental songs ever. So we are programming ourselves to be in, in a failure experience in relationships, in life, with our children, with our families, because we don't feel worthy and we hear something on the radio is telling us we're nothing without somebody and then we don't have the somebody or the somebody say you ain't nothing and you know they leave us with um the feeling of unworthiness now we meditate on that all night long we up in the middle of the night you know, and that's where those depressions and those anxieties are coming from because we are rehearsing our pain over and over and over again. And so when we um, turn off the music, you know, unless it's a uh, gospel music, and I want to say something about gospel music. Gospel music helped me understand this teaching on another level. And if the Christians, and I was in the Christian faith before this, if they would listen to their lyrics, they singing the truth. 
they are singing the truth, but the minister said is they got the wrong face on it. But if if you sing these songs, they will empower you and bring. I know I used it and it brought me out of depression, a deep deep depression that I had another one that I had gone into, and um. We gotta if we're gonna be hypnotized, be hypnotized with the right uh repetition, not the wrong one. That's it. Assalamu alaikum. Walaikum salam. Thank you for sharing. Brother Martin. Salaikum. Walaikum salam. Um in the in the chat and in the telegram, I put Brother Lukeman's information, who does a beautiful job of marrying the supreme wisdom to the holy Quran to Dianetics. He was taught tutor, tutor, under the tutelage of Mother Tynetta. It's just so wonderful and powerful. It's every Wednesday at 10 a.m. and Sundays on 6. And for Sister was just talking about music. It's a little costly, but it is our minister. Let's change the world. He, he composes with thousands of artists and also the violin concerto, which he says if we listen to it, it will help heal us. Salam alaikum. Well, excellent. Does he do, I was asking in the chat, uh, uh, does he do like auditing sessions? Does he have time? Does he take on like one-on-one to do the sessions? Yes, he does. Uh, Brother Robin does. Sister Angela does. And he is directly uh, connected to the org for those who are interested in getting uh to, uh, who would like to be auditors as well? Yes, sir. Thank you, brother King. Yes, sir. Alexa Long. Brother King Cam. We got to get off like at ten. We gonna? I told him I'll be a little late. Ten oh seven, because y'all know I really got a hard stop at ten. But I, I, I didn't want to cut this call off. Brother King Cam, you still on mute? Okay. Um, man, I don't really, I didn't really have nothing uh, to, to to add. I wanted to add on to the bill, but it just had me thinking about uh, a lot of the things that people mentioned as far as really coming into a understanding of who, who you are as a person. Um, and the same thoughts that people talked about um, before about really getting to know themselves and really trying to understand why they do what they do. It's like, wow, like this call was just extremely amazing to me because I have thoughts now even more than ever. I've been talking to um, somebody uh, maybe about two weeks ago and she mentioned the fact that, you know, she gets audited. She goes through auditing sessions and she suggested that I go and get audited as well. And I had it in the back of my mind, but this call just really made me say, okay, let me be serious now and really go ahead and get an audit session going so I can begin to kind of understand the way and the, and the reason why I do what I do and think the things that I think because it's extremely important. I, I didn't hit a, a, all of Mother Tynetta's lecture, but when she mentioned the fact about the babies, and the babies being able to remember um, from when they was born, that really touched me because 
I've been studying my youngest daughter ever since she was born, watching uh, how to give birth to a God. And the minister always references a lot of the things that adults go through or a lot of the, uh, the growth and transformation of adults. Excuse me. Oh, a lot of the uh, growth and transformation of adults take place in little children. You can see it in little children. So I'm watching my youngest daughter as she is growing and developing. She just turned one yesterday, but growing from crawling, not actually not being able to crawl and then elevating and growing into the next stage of development where she's crawling. Right. So the minister has has used that as an example of us and knowledge and how our minds work. And when we come into knowledge, we start as a baby. The most honorable Elijah Muhammad talked about baby food and how when you are a baby and you feed a baby, baby food is easy for them to digest. These are all analogies of how the mind works and how you receive knowledge. And in the book of God, Dr. Wesley goes into the uh, the mystery schools or the schools of higher learning that Brother Shakur mentioned that don't exist in the United States of America or in the Western Hemisphere, but are all in the East. And when you hear in our lessons, this is why Brother Shakur said it, you have to study. When it says that Yakub uh, finished all the schools of his day, he finished all the schools of his day in the East. He finished all of the schools of his day in the East. Those are the schools that Yakub finished to be able to be a scientist who will be able to separate the black germ from the brown germ and find a people sitting up inside of another people. Then you have to think about Master Fard Muhammad. And when you get into the life of Master Fard Muhammad and how he went through the process, as Brother Shakur just mentioned, he went to school. He studied 42 years. Well, what did he study for 42 years in order to become a God? Right. Be, to become the supreme being because he was God already. His father was God. But what did he what did he have to study for 42 years in order for him to elevate into the knowledge of the supreme being? When you look at the life of Jesus, Jesus went to school. Jesus went to school to be able to communicate telepathically. This is one of the things that you learn as you grow into a God. This is what Mother Tanetta was talking about when she said that the language would be different in the hereafter and you would have to speak telepathically. I heard somebody talking about that. And that's extremely important because Jesus in the scripture was able to do that. And this is why he was able to pick up on the thoughts of people, the 24 scientists are able to do that. That's how they write. This is how we write the history in advance because we pick up on the thoughts of the people so that we can write the history in advance because we know what the thoughts are. So thought and thought and trauma is so connected that anytime a traumatic event occurs in your life, it damages, I would, I would say, I'm, I guess that's the right word, it damages the mind and if you don't have repair from that trauma, then that trauma becomes a lasting effect that or, or, or a lasting characteristic that now becomes a part of the, the, the makeup of a human being. 
And that's what you see as adults is the trauma that was unresolved. The wounds from those traumas that were unresolved now make up the human beings that walk around this planet Earth as adults in their 20s and their 30s and their 40s. And I'm not going to lie, I thought I heard when the minister talked about Dianetics and talked about the use of Dianetics, I heard what the minister said. I believe what the minister said, but I didn't necessarily see how it would actually impact my life. I didn't necessarily see how it would impact my life because honestly, as Brother Shakur said, you can't come to America without damage. And that's an absolute fact. I just didn't know. I, I wasn't conscious of the damage that I had. I'm not still fully conscious of the damage that I have. And I, and I think Dianetics the reason why the minister introduced that is so that we all can become conscious of the damage that we have so that we can now go through that healing process to be able to operate within ourselves. Myself and brother Ben, we done been on calls with people who are 50 years old and cannot move forward and start in a business because of traumas that happened to them when they was 10 years old, five years old three years old different situations and now you 50 and you still are affected by what happened to you when you was a little child and I heard uh, when Sister Asina was talking about her life and the minister talked about his life in the womb and man this, this call is just so powerful as Brother Ben said imagine if we didn't have the stress of the weight of the world for the things that we have to do on a daily basis. I was talking to a brother last night and we was talking about how as black men, you can never take time off to, to just really clear your mind because your mind has to constantly be thinking about how you are able to stay a step ahead for the family, for the future. So when you have brothers who are working to build something other than themselves, then the mind is working at another level and that goes into the pain and what the uh, the minister was talking uh, was talking about the different levels of pain women have and the different type of pain that men have as well so man this call was just so powerful and makes you really 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 want to just sit down and this is the study of self your inner thoughts the traumas the the things um that make up on the inside who you are and who you reflect on the outside that's so important. Um, so I'm just thankful for this call. And I'm going to actually jump on the phone to try to get my Dianetics set up today uh, because it's really that important. So, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Yes, sir. Hey, me too. <clears throat> I'm reaching out to Brother Luke Mon today, boy. Y'all, well, Sister uh, sister Yasina done inspired me. She done, she done man. But uh, I, I know we got a couple more hands, but I do got to go. I'm already eight minutes behind on my next call so if y'all can just bring those answers write them down those comments to the next call um and if the brother uh said he would be on today if you can just put that link inside of the telegram that'd be good so those of y'all who are watching for your first time i hope y'all got some out this power call if y'all want to come on the power call all y'all got to do is text nation to that number down there y'all see i'm getting my graphics up Text nation to that number down there and it'll give you the zoom link and the passcode for every morning at 8 a.m. Central Time. Assalamu alaikum.